Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action helping others and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I am really looking forward to today's podcast. We have a return guest, someone who is a personal coaching client of mine, and as I'm not afraid to say, probably one of my top 10 favorite coaching clients ever, which is saying a lot because I've had a billion of them in the past 20 years, Mr. Chuck Williamson. So, Chuck, without any further delay, welcome to today's podcast. Man, I'm so excited to be back, Tim. I, I really am. A lot of things have changed since the last time we were on the show together. Yeah, they have. And you know what? Uh, your interview, which was earlier this year, your original one, was one of the interviews that had the most listens to. So we can track listens and downloads and streams. And people loved what you had to say. But there were, some of them were also critical of me because I didn't ask enough drill-down questions on what you're doing for lead generation. Um, so oh. we're going to do that today. Yeah, well, it's my fault, you know, for not asking enough drill-down questions, but I'm going to. So what we're going to do on today's podcast, guys, is I'm going to tell you, and well, actually, Chuck's going to tell you, I'm just going to ask the questions, and how you can sell hundreds of houses per year with just you and an assistant, maybe an assistant and a half, um, and have profit margins that are 90%, 95%. We talk about this all the time on our podcast that you have a choice to make. You can either do lots and lots of units and have very little margin, or you can do it like Chuck's doing it and do you know really good units, obviously, and have enormous margin. Um, there's been a lot of – sort of the jury is in, and the fact is that most big teams and most brokerages are making no profit, virtually nothing. And as soon as the market shifts in a meaningful way, as it's starting to on the coast – well, I even say starting to with quotes. In New York, they've been in a full-blown recession, buyer housing market recession for about three years, happening all up and down the coast. Down in Florida, you know, we're seeing inventory rise from months now to a year in some parts of Miami – so, guys, it's back. Whether the news is reporting on it or not or whether you know about it or not, the fact is it's back. And this, is, this market is going to be um, – this re- reset, real estate reset, is going to be something that's going to take a lot of people by surprise because they're un- running unprofitable businesses. So when I expose you guys to somebody like Chuck or some of the other fantastic coaching clients we have that run businesses that are predicated on profit opposed to ego – I want you to really pay attention and ask yourself why you're not doing the same thing and whether or not you're you know, making the choice to try to be famous versus being rich. And that is a critical mistake that essentially a lot of agents are being seduced into believing. Oh, I've got to be on Instagram and social networking and all this other crap, and that's so important, and I have to look like a celebrity, and I have to be first of top of mind, and I have to be focusing on my branding. Guys, all these things are absolutely running counter to making profit and actually running a real, true, drill-down smart business. So when, we're, when I'm asking Chuck questions today, listen to what he's saying and maybe ask yourself why you're not doing the same thing. So, Chuck, how long have you been in real estate? How many houses are you tracking to sell this year? Um, I've been in real estate since 2011, and um, I am – let's see. So I've been in real estate since 2011, and this year I'll sell 
160 to 170 houses. Uh, last year, I sold 165, and in 2017, I sold 150. And it's just me and one assistant, and I don't really have buyer's agents. Um, what I've been doing most recently is my buyers, I'll give them to an agent either within my office or an agent outside of my office and just have them pay me a 25% referral fee. So, and, and, and I really like with, you know, I like doing that outside of the office now because it's also, it's, it's kind of a hook, you know, for people to attract folks to EXP. So it's to give them that buyer lead, but I, I mainly focus on listings. Um, I, I mean, that's, 80% of my day is focused on lead generate lead generating and prospecting for listings. I don't I don't really think or concentrate on anything else. I will work with a buyer, but I'll show them a couple of houses and if it's looking like they're they're going to want to see every house in the county um, and not buy one of my listings, then I will um, give them to a, a buyer's agent at that point. So. All right. So if if you're in and around, what are your I'm going to do a call out for agents who might want to be getting those buyer uh, referrals from you. So if you're in and around Wilson, North Carolina, but get, rattle off where you might be able to find a buyer lead that you can refer to an agent. Rattle off the cities that are around you in North Carolina. So I'm Wilson, Rocky Mount, um, Wilson County, Nash County. If you're in any of those areas and you want some buyer leads for me, call me um, on my cell phone, and that's 252-205-6146. Um, you can call me or text me. I, I really – I don't mind a phone call. I mean, I, I, I like talking. I'm better on the phone. But, um, and then, yeah, I don't mind sharing those leads with you. I mean, it's um, again, I like to, I like to focus on listings. I think that's where all the control and the, and and the, um, all the money is in real estate. I mean, you've got more leverage. You've got more time. You can actually get home in a decent hour, spend time with your family. You know, there's just a whole lot of leverage and a whole lot of opportunity in listings. I mean, I think listings, listings, listing agents have all the control in a marketplace. So, so let's go back. If they I wanted to get hold, Chuck, if they want to get a hold of you, another way to do it is they can just text the word Chuck, you know, your name, C H U C K, to three one nine nine six. So if you guys want, to, if you're in and around Wilson and you want to talk about getting some uh, Chuck's buyer referrals, he's only charging, I think, twenty five percent between you and Chuck, obviously. Just text the word Chuck to 31996. And by the way, guys, if you're an agent and you're building – I had this very conversation with another agent who had a big team, and they did like 400 transactions. And I've given you guys these examples endlessly on this podcast, but the bottom line was the buyer agent side of their business was not profitable. And when asked why they were running the business at all, trying to feed buyer's agents and going through the whole rigmarole of that conversation – at the end of the day, it was only so that they could have a certain, like they could say we sold 400 houses and they can get awards and plaques in their brokerage. There was no money that was coming from it. All the profit that the individual, that the agent was, you know, the, the the rainmaker was making was coming from her listing side of the business. None of it was coming from the buyer side. And um, in many, she said in many months she has to, actually has to use money that should have flowed to her as profit to keep the buyer side coming, you know, the leads coming in and the staff support coming in and all the hassle of it. So the smart uh, way to pivot your uh, team especially it, is to do it exactly like what Chuck's doing it. And I'm going I'm to repeat what he's doing. So he's focusing on listings, and then when he gets buyer leads in, he is taking every single buyer lead call. 
he's pre-qualifying them. He's finding out if they have houses to sell. If they have houses to sell, he's then obviously chasing them as a listing. But he, he's still going to refer out that buyer lead. If that buyer calls in, and he does double in a lot of his own stuff, if that buyer calls in and they want to buy one of his listings, Chuck is Johnny on the spot. He's going to go show them that house. If it's not a good fit because he has so many listings in Wilson, he probably has 10 other listings that might be a good fit for them. Those are the only buyers he's working with. He's not going to spend his time focusing on buyers because of the fact that, A, he can easily refer them off, but, B, it's because he knows his highest and best use of his time is focusing on listings. So let's talk about that. So, guys, remember, if you want to get hold of him, just text the word CHUCK, C-H-U-C-K, to 31996. All right, so let's talk about the lead generation. Um, I'm going to just ask yep. you questions, and you say, you say yes or no, okay? Yes. We're going to have a lightning round. Do you have a Facebook page? No. Okay. Do and I you do not have, have Instagram? An, in, I was no. about to ask you. Don't don't jump in my game here, son. I'm sorry, okay, bro. You do not have Do you? How many tweets do you send out a day? None. I've never had None. Twitter. I don't even know. <laughs> no. It sounds like something you should be taking an antibiotic for. Um, <laughs> how, 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 many, how many videos do you make a day of you driving around looking like, trying to look like a uh, millennial celebrity? None. And you wouldn't None. want to see oh, the pickup truck. That you wouldn't want to see the pickup truck that I'm driving today. I mean, I, it wouldn't be very fashionable. So. Well, okay. I imagine pickup trucks in North Carolina are pretty nice, though. All right. So, how many? Hold on. What am I forgetting? Um, how much time did you spend today working on your brand? None. Okay. None. Do you even know what that means? I'm not <laughs> really. I mean, so so any free time that I have, Tim, if it were to go to social media, if it were to go to my logo or my brand, or any free time like that, I pick up the phone and I start lead generating and following up with leads that have come in days prior or weeks prior. Or, you know, so the time that you would take to send out a tweet or post a video, pick up the phone. Call the folks that haven't heard from you in a while or the, the call that came in, hopefully you documented it, and can, and can follow up on that lead. And, and and generate some business that way. And I'm telling you right now, if you'll do that, you'll start making money and you'll start seeing success in this business. Um, no, I, I don't have social media and I don't buy leads from Zillow. Um, and so I'm a very, very much a proactive lead generator to the point where, for instance, this week I was showing a house. And the folks said, yeah, we heard that there's a house coming up on the market soon right around the corner in this same neighborhood. And I said, oh, really? I said, so where is this house in this neighborhood that you've heard about? And they said, oh, it's the third house on the left on St. George's Drive. And I said, oh, okay, great. Showed them the house. And as soon as we left that appointment, I drove to the third house on the left of St. George's Drive and knocked on the door. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what it takes. You got to get past the fear of rejection or the fear that they might not come to the door or tell you to leave because, number one, I've never had that happen. It's always been a positive response. And nine and a half times out of ten, I will end up with that listing, whether it's today 
or six months from now because I'm not going to stop following up with that person in a respectful way that gets a positive response. So in other words, I'm not calling them every day, but I'm following up with them to a point where it's not bothersome. But I'll end up with that well, listing. I can guarantee you. I, I want to take I want to take a half step back in a second and talk about the psychology that you, it, kind of deep diving into your thinking and trying to you know, like did you have to move past fear and all that in order to do this type of work? But I want to just focus primarily on so if you're you take an average of a listing a day, and on yes. our coaching calls on our coaching calls like. It was too easy for you to take a listing a day for 30 days in a row. 30. So then we said, yeah. well, let's see if you can let's, – let's take 45 listings in 30 days, and that got you a little nervous, so that was the right goal, right? But for you to go from – so what does it take to develop the mindset of taking a listing a day? But n- let's screw that. It's a dumb question. What do you have to do to take a listing a day? Tell us fit, actually what's the actual day of Chuck Williamson like knowing that he has to take at least one listing a day. What do you do? Who are you calling? How are you prioritizing? And how are you not letting yourself off the hook with regards to, um, you know, taking that listing every day? Yeah. So you get up every morning at like 545, okay, and you start your morning privately in wherever it is in your house by yourself, and you're, you're literal, I'm literally sitting there making a list of who I'm going to call today, whether it's be flipping through my contact list on my phone or going through my CRM and just hunting and searching for the list, okay? And then you time block time in the morning or throughout the day to make those calls or really what I like to call a contact where you, you it's a conversation with a decision-making adult. And whether you have to, if you don't get them on the phone that time, you mark it and you come back to it until you get that person on the phone. Um, and so, and then after all the, the day's done and you come home at night, you hang out with your family, you put the kids to bed, and then you go back to your office at home and you're back drilled down, following up on those same calls, making a list for the next day. And it's every single day, and it's uh, I like calling it an obsession, but it's just what I love to do. And I and I just uh, I don't see how you can do it, and you can take thirty listings in thirty days or forty five listings in forty five days without it being an obsession. And I don't want that to scare people because I think people. I think in their minds they think, well, I won't have time to do anything else, so I won't have time to. Well, I will tell you this. I'm at home every night by 6.30. I work out every single day, CrossFit at 4 o'clock. Most days when I'm done with CrossFit, I go to at least one more appointment, sweaty, whatever it is, but I'm there. Um, and I'm home by 6.30, okay? And, I, and I'm, I'm with my kids on the weekends. We go out every Friday night. My three-year-old twins call it date night. And I'm with them Saturday <laughs> morning. We go out to breakfast. I mean, so, yes, it is. Real estate becomes a lifestyle and an obsession for me, but I also, because I act as a listing agent, I'm, I'm able to have all this free time. So well, let, I know let me, it sounds let, counterintuitive, let but it's the truth. Let me underline what he's saying in a, in a way that it's kind of a coachy perspective because what you're saying is freaking so important. Most people – so Chuck knows every single day – 
his his life is drilled down to you know all I even asked him what these things are. He just said it, but he didn't say it in a very he he said it in a story form. But just so you guys are hearing it, Chuck, what are the three to five minimum standards that you hold uh, yourself accountable to every single day? You just said all of them, but what drill them down for the sake of the listeners? And if you want my help with it, I will. Yeah. So get up every morning at five forty-five. You go to that home office or whatever and get alone private with no distractions and you you crush a list of people and you'd be amazed that early in the morning your mind is so clear that you can think of people when you're looking through that contact list wow i talked to them four years ago and, and this is what they said i mean it's amazing you call them you write it down you call them and then you drill down on time blocking calling people once you get to your office and you time block and you make those contacts, which is a conversation with a decision-making adult. And if you don't get them on the phone, you mark it and you call them back later. And you keep calling them until they answer. And so, Are you using a fancy um, CRM? Are you using no. a fancy CRM? In or fact, yeah. no. And I don't Yeah. No, I'm very simple when it comes to that. Well, so you said you work out every day. That's a minimum standard. You said that you're home every day by 6.30 to have dinner and spend time with your family. That's a minimum standard. You yes. said that you spend quiet time. Some people would call it meditation or prayer in the morning. That's a minimum standard. You said you get up every day at 5.45. That's a minimum standard. Are you, you said you take a listing every single day. That's a minimum standard. Now, listeners, you might not want that many minimum standards. Maybe you just start out with one or two. But at the end of the day, if you do three to five things really well, if you own those three to five things, you kick the ass of those three to five things every single day, you are going to find the accumulation effect working for you in more powerful, faster ways than you could possibly imagine. That's all life is when you want to be successful, guys. It's the doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. It's the repetitious boredom. So I'm going to ask, I will ask Chuck this question, but I already know what he's going to tell you. Hey, Chuck, do you have to – how hard is it for you to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level at this point? No, it's not. It's, 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 it's a habit. It's a ritual. Right. And, it's, and, if you, and if I don't do it, I feel irresponsible, and I feel like I'm missing something. Okay, you know, that so, right there, listeners, that's the secret, what he just said. That right there is – now, here's a the, here's the little dichotomy that a lot of you deal with. Because you welcome in all this you know, mental, masturbatory, distractive garbage about teams, brands, logos, social networking, all this trendy garbage, because you welcome all that in, you never actually get anything done. You never actually complete anything. You never actually take a listing a day. You never actually have a, you know, any significant movement forward, and then you're caught in this echo chamber where everyone's telling you the same thing. How many of you listening right now uh, you know, have hired a coach or with a, you know, went to a seminar where all they talked about was Instagram and whatnot, and everyone else is in the room was saying, oh, Instagram, Instagram. So you thought, well, that must be what I'm supposed to do because you've never ha- there's no counterbalance to that insanity. And so what happens is you waste time, time that you're never going to get back, where you could have basically been just focusing on improving your listing skills, taking listings, building your listing inventory up, and then basically having your business create a really major point of leverage for you so you can basically not have to have these insane hours. When you don't hold yourself accountable to minimum standards, three to five things every single day, your brain never stops working. You're constantly worrying. You're constantly thinking. You're constantly thinking. Your, your brain's coming. You're trying to fall asleep, and your brain hits you with three to five different things that you didn't get done. Oh, shit, got to write those things down. Good luck going to sleep, right? That's what happens, guys, when you do not act professionally. 
That's what happens when you don't drill yourself down to holding yourself accountable. All of our lives can be lived at a very high level if you just determine what the three to five things are. Now, here's what some of you are going to do. Oh, God, Tim, I'm going to take the next ten years to decide what the three to five things in my life should be. I'm going to give you a list you choose. Number one, you have to work out every day. Number two, you have to show demonstrative – you have to be gratuitous – uh, to your loved ones. You have to say, I love you. You have to show them you know, hugs and kisses to your family. You have to do that every single day. You should pray. You should meditate. You should do something that centers you every single day. These are important things to do. You should never leave a day without all of your leads followed up on. Chuck said that one as well. It's another standard he holds himself accountable to. You need to have, you know, he puts his list together in the morning. We suggest you do it before you go to bed and do a little brain dump. That way you're not thinking about it overnight. But either way, it works. He also says he holds himself accountable taking a listing a day. Now, how does he do that? So, Chuck, how did you build up to the point where you could effectively take a listing a day? What's that about? How does that work? So, so that is just literally closing the door to your office. If you've got to put a do not disturb sign on your door because there's so many distractions within an office <laughs> setting. Um, and you've got to pick up the phone, and you've got to pick up the phone with the intent to set an appointment. Mm, so what's that mean? I'm not, down selling, that. I'm not selling. When I, when I call a prospective seller, I'm not selling. I'm selling an appointment at that, at that point. I'm just selling. I need to get, I need for you to meet with me for 20 minutes. Let me pop by, and let's talk about listing your house. That's all I'm asking for. And so that's very effective because all you got to do is get your foot in the door and um, it's drilling down, it's picking up the phone, it's making the calls, and, um, and it's continually following up. So if you get three no's, don't stop calling them. I mean, you, you've got to find creative ways to, to stay in front of these folks. And, and, you know, it's not just picking up the phone either. It's like I said earlier, you've got to be willing to knock on their door as well and really get in front of them um it's one thing to talk to them over the phone but do you have the courage to get out there and knock on your door and if you don't have the courage i have i encourage you to become courageous because that works for sale by owners do not ever ride by for sale by owner without getting out and knock on the door listen i i sell 160 plus houses a year but to this day I will not ride by for sale by owner without stopping, getting out, and knocking on the door. And I will continually, if they're not home, I'll continually follow up with that person. And so Chuck, I, yeah, I, yeah, sorry, go for it. Well, so so the big the, the big news is in North Carolina, everyone's talking about the fact that Chuck Williamson joined DXP. You were with a really great uh, local brokerage, the Chesson Agency. You'd been there since you started in real estate. You decided to basically move to EXP. This was not an easy decision for you. <laughs> Can you just tell – you and I were talking prior to today's podcast talking about this very topic. I thought it was kind of funny, the things you said. So tell them how you came to the decision of, of joining EXP, and why did it take you so long? Because that's what you were kind of lamenting about a yeah. half hour ago. So at this point, at this point, the biggest regret that I have – um, is it took me so long. And I, because I'll tell you why it took me so long. Number one, I, I, I have to, I, I'm a over, I overanalyze it. And so I'm guilty of paralysis of analysis. And so I'll just, I'll, I'll overanalyze something, even though it's 
slapping me between the eyes that this is what you need to do. But why? So, why do you do that? No, son. Why do you do that? That's a good question. But I feel like Answer I'm getting it. better at that, and I, and I think that this EXP transition has helped me to overcome that in some way. But regard. no, no, Chuck, for the sake of the listeners, because it's an important thing you just said. I, I promise you, Chuck, everybody listening right now was surprised to hear somebody at your level was it gets stuck by paralysis analysis. I promise you, everyone listening right now wants to know the answer to the question, wh- why do you do it? What, what's the mechanism there? You know, for me with EXP and, and, and getting stuck and, and, and using that excuse of I need more research, I need more time to study this thing, it was a procrastination excuse, and it was an excuse to be lazy, okay? It was an excuse because no one likes change, blah, 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 okay? And um, it really wasn't that I needed more research because – if you'll text the word Chuck to 31996, you'll get a seven-minute video that explains EXP in seven minutes, and it, it explains it so thoroughly. That's all you need. So for me, it was, a, it was just a procrastination. It was an excuse, and um, then that's what it was. So, and two, you know, for me, it was why would you change anything, Chuck? You're doing so well where you are. I mean, you've, you've made – I mean, in Wilson, where the average sale price is 150000 and I'm at this company making a million dollars a year, and, you know, why would I change anything? You're doing so great. Well, it's not until you drill down and look at the numbers that, you know, you could have made, based on what you paid your broker, you could have made another three fifty to $400,000. And right, so, you're talking about just because that, the commission split. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, so for me, that that's what it was. And, and so to get back to that question is that it was a, it was just procrastination. And I'm not afraid. What of were you afraid that. of? You said you said you were afraid. What were you afraid of? Because you're look, you. It's hard for people to understand how a guy that's not afraid to drive by a stranger's house and knock on the door and ask if he wants to sell his house. That yeah. guy and the guy who is afraid to move over to a different brokerage don't seem like the same dude. So how does that work? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What were you afraid so, of? Just the, the change, the, the environment change, moving offices, not having that brand um, underneath you of our agency, the Chesson Agency in Wilson, biggest company for 60 years in Wilson, um, not, and, and so that, the comfort level there, that, that's what I was afraid of. And then it finally clicked that, number one, people don't list their houses with the Chesson agency. They list their houses with me, okay, and that I'll be just fine if I go and practice EXP alone with no big brand like the Chesson, a local brand. Um, and so I, I just had to come to that realization and it, you had to come to the realization at the end of the day, well, at the end of the day, people are choosing to do, but and listeners, that's another critical point. New agents. I know this is going to boggle your brain, but at the end of the day, people are doing business with you. They're not necessarily doing business with your big, with your brokerage. And that's just a fact. EXP recognizes that. That's the reason they want you guys and encourage you to keep your own. If you build it like, you know, if you have a long-term family brand of a brokerage, 
You know, if it was Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate, EXP is not rolling in town and telling me i got to change my name and call it EXP. It's not a franchise. They want me to keep my name, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate, and they want to say brokered by EXP. This is not like this is a this is a company that wants to support you to continue doing what you're doing, but also help you to make you more successful. They're not kind of trying to dominate you or trying to tell you how to run your business. That's the thing that sometimes people get confused about because they think EXP is a franchise and it's not. So I mean, so when so you did, when you moved point, over, yes, sir. One other point was it was an ego thing too, Tim. Oh, so you know. Are you going to be able to? In my, I was thinking, are you going to be able to maintain your status of being the number one agent in Wilson and Nash County if you go out on your own? Okay, are you going to be able to maintain that? So it became it became an ego thing as well, instead of a net profit decision. Okay, well, that's interesting. It became an ego. Yeah. So yeah, we'll focus so on that. No Jeff, matter seriously. what, it would have been. Say what now? Focus on that. Drill down on that, please. Yep. So you're saying you're saying that you one of the reasons that you wanted to stay at Chesson is because it yep. meant something to you, or at least your ego liked being able to yep. say you were the number one agency. At, okay, yep. that's the reason why. So it was two huh. things. It's two things. It was I was an owner of the Chesson agency. Okay, so it was me and a couple other partners, and I was one of the owners. So you've got that, you know, ego thing. Oh, I'm an owner, and then two. I've been the number one agent in my community for eight, nine years. And so you lose the ownership and the pride with that. And then you, and then you could potentially lose that status of being number one. Well, all of those things were lies. I mean, because I could still be number one and it doesn't mean anything to be an owner at all, because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is net profit and EXP provide the most net profit to an agent of any other company if you run your practice correctly. And if I run my practice and I don't change anything and I remain as profitable as I've been, I will be even more profitable at EXP. I mean, with a $16,000 cap and then you icon with 20 other transactions, you get your $16,000 back plus all these stock incentives plus revenue share. I mean, the company pays you in three different ways. It's a no-brainer. I mean, so that finally clicked. It took too long, um, but now I'm here, and now I'm loving it. Well, do you mind if we talk about your own personal numbers just to kind of emphasize it? Yeah. Uh, you don't, That's are fine. you sure? Are you not going to be yeah, embarrassed? Yeah, let's do it. All I right. I mean, I don't love talking so, about it, but we'll do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know I don't. I know, but it, it it makes the. I use you as an example without using your name all the time because it makes the point so I know, quickly, that's, right? That's cool. I hear you. I listen to your podcast every day, and yes, I hear it. I've been hearing it now for six months or more, but that's fine. Let's 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 dive into it. Oh, I like hearing you a little nervous, Chuck. This is kind of enjoyable for me. So, uh, <laughs> Chuck Chuck was paying his broker and a great broker, and the Chesons are wonderful, wonderful, honorable, really fantastic people. Nothing against the broker. And this is how a lot of agents in North Carolina and surrounding states, they have similar arrangements. But Chuck paid his, was on track to pay his broker something like $400,000 this year in commission splits, $400,000, something like that. So and I paid him four hundred last year. Yeah, he paid four hundred last yep. year. And so what Chuck and mm -hmm. I did is we did a little math because this is this is all you guys are in business to make a profit. And what Chuck and I did is we figured out how many houses 
he has to sell per year just to cover the cost of that $400,000. And it was like 40 or 30 or something. It was a large number of houses, extra time, extra everything, just to basically cover that broker split. With EXP, it was actually because, 60 houses. It was actually 60 okay. houses, Tim. So, so Chuck could basically almost half his production basically and been in about the same place had he not had to pay that much. And many of you are in some I've, – I've had conversations with people who are um, earning millions of dollars a year in personal commission, and you guys will say, well, I'm earning 90%. Well, what about the 6% royalty? So you're really not earning 90%. You're really earning some, substantially less than that. Oh, and by the way, how much does that actual, actually add up to? So, listeners, that's what you've got to do. You've got to figure out before the real market reset hits your market. It's the reason I brought that up earlier. You've got to figure out where you're, how much you're paying your broker, and you've got to really drill down. So for someone like Chuck, then and this is true for a lot of you, he's going to hit Icon. He'll probably hit Icon the first 60 days because of the volume he does. He's going to end up paying EXP. Now, remember, last year, this year he was, he would have. You know, four hundred thousand dollars towards his broker. This year, after he hits Icon, it's going to be less than ten grand, less than seven grand, really. And I, we're not going to get into the weeds of why, but that's the gist of it. And all of you guys can be in the same exact position because EXP wants you to be successful. They want you to. They're going to. They put a system in place that if you're already successful, you're going to become way more successful. By the way, keep a hell of a lot more of your money. In Chuck's case, almost $400,000 additional will flow to him and his family because of this financial decision. It's a total no. It's not even a no-brainer. It's something else. No-brainer doesn't even emphasize how easy of a decision that is for all of you. There's that. Okay? And if you're a new agent, it even is a better fit because you could start out on the right way because EXP offers so much training, so much support. Um, they have a fantastic mentor program. And, by the way, you can keep more of your profit, more of the money you're earning. Guys, I love something Glenn, the founder of the company, said. And this is one of the things that actually encouraged me to know that we are on the right path with aligning with EXP. He was talking about how he saw – because Julie and I saw the same thing in our coaching business. After the you know, 2007, 2008 real estate catastrophe, he said he saw – and, again, Julie and I experienced the same things – agents massively suffering and, and essentially they had no net worth it and then he you know he put his thoughts together and he said well you know what why is it that the brokerage model works the way it works it's because it's all following this outdated franchise model it's all following these outdated sort of legacy rules and what if i heard it this is glenn why what if i were just to totally reshuffle the deck and build it around what's best for agents and that's what exp is and that's the reason that exp is growing by tens of thousands of agents per year it's amazing. So listen, guys, if you want to talk to Chuck and you want to see a seven-minute video where he explains in seven concise minutes exactly what EXP is all about, text the word Chuck, you know, his name, C-H-U-C-K, to 31996. So text the word Chuck, C-H-U-C-K, to 31996. Or you can call him or actually just text him on his cell phone. And, Chuck, what's your cell phone again? It's 252-205-6146. Okay, so there you go. Yep. So Chuck, let's get back into the weeds here. So when you are in your in your daily life of going out and you're you know you're prospecting and you're picking up the phone, and you're doing the lead generation because that's what everyone needs to understand is most important. Um, how do you like, for example, do you just have a big list? How do you actually organize? Do you just go through all the for sale by owners and all the expireds and who, who are you calling and, and all that good stuff? So I start with for sale by owners and I'll look um, one really neat thing you can do is you can use Zillow to your advantage, even though I don't buy leads from Zillow. 
but you still go to Zillow every day. You look for the make me move stuff. And then, I mean, most people now are posting their for sale by owners on Zillow. So, you know, you go there to see if anything's new. And then most of the time you'll find something there. Um, and then expires, you know, I really hunt for expires. And, and one thing I've done recently is I've gone back five years, okay, going really deep into expires, and I've pulled expires, you know, years ago, and then I'll look to see if that house is sold recently. And if it hasn't, I reach out to those folks. And if you can't get their telephone number, ride by their house and knock on their door. And so I also keep a list of any call, text, any lead that comes in, I keep just a um, legal pad list, okay? I mean, this is really simple. This is going to blow some of your minds because it's so simple. <laughs> but it's just simple. I mean, it's easy. Anybody can do it. So blue, so if a seller calls me, I get all their information, that kind of thing, and I'm highlighted in blue. If a buyer calls me, same thing, highlighted in yellow, and that's it. And so I can go back on that list, and I've got legal pads from from 2011, and I've been doing that. And I that those legal pads are worth a fortune. They've made me so much money because I'll flip through those things a hundred times in a year, and I will call, and and it, it's just generated so much business for me. So why don't you use a CRM, by the way? I have to well, confess. I, just, I do. Th- I I have to confess uh, the way Chuck does it. When uh, Julie and I sold real estate, I did it the exact same way. Um, I tried to use the CRM. We've tried to use many CRMs. You know, Julie and I haven't sold real estate for you know a while, but I used you know, a, a tablet of paper just like what he's describing. A lot of you guys who are in our coaching program, you know about the Sharpie clothes. That's where that you know those yellow tablets of legal pads. That's where the Sharpie clothes sort mm-hmm. of evolved from. And the nice thing about that yeah. is when you're sitting, you can take that yellow tablet with you everywhere. The yellow tablet doesn't need the yeah. software updated. You don't have login mm-hmm. problems. You don't have OS issues. That's right. You're sitting at the That's airport. Right. You can pull out your yellow tablet of paper, put your headset on, fire up the cell phone, and start making calls. That's the advantage of the yellow tablet. The CRM guys, and I'm going to ask, you know, have Chuck answer it in his own way, but the problems with the CRMs, and there's brilliant CRMs out there, is that if you look, a lot of you guys put your leads in there and you start dripping on them and then, you know, sending them emails and maybe other things, and then you rationalize not doing the real work, which is picking up the phone because you have the CRM. So when someone asks me what CRM they should use, which we get that question often, I know what they're really asking. They're asking, Tim, what's the best way for me to hide from doing the real work? Because the same people that are looking for the best home run silver bullet CRM, nine times out of ten, they're also the same people that aren't calling people. Okay, so if you want a great CRM, that's fantastic. KD Core, Dot Loop, all those types of things are included um, at EXP. You get those things as uh, being an EXP agent. But the reality of it is, is when you're serious about going after listings, you need to print out all the hottest leads or just write them on a tablet like what he's describing, and you need to make that attach that thing to your hip. Be like an old-time Western sheriff with a six-shooter attached to his hip, but in your case, it's your tablet with all your leads. So, Chuck, Bam. do you have any personal – like, what's your, what's your takeaway for not, like, using a CRM? Well, the, you said it earlier. They're, they're, they're made by brilliant people, they're, but they're too brilliant. I mean, and I doubt that any of the people that created these CRMs have sold real estate. I mean, Tim, you and I could create a killer CRM, 
because we're practical and tactical. And these CRMs are just too complicated. I mean, there's too much information. There's too much data to input. They're too confusing. If I can take a notepad and take it with me, like you said, anywhere I want to go, I don't have to update the software. I don't have to open up a laptop or a tablet. You know, it's just easier. I mean, it works for me. And you know what? I will say this. I guarantee you that whoever's listening, it will work for you too. Okay? It will, it will. work for you. And I guarantee nice thing- I can guarantee that. Yeah. Yeah, and look, it's easy. You just write down. Now, in our coaching program, we give you guys seller lead sheets. Some of you are going to want to use those and put them in three-ring binders. That's the way head coach Julie coaches you guys to do it. So have um, a bunch of blank seller lead sheets, which are also acting as your your pre-qualification form and script. So you're just going through. When you get a new lead, you know, it's a buyer lead. They present as a buyer lead. You go through. You ask the questions. You fill in the blanks. And then you just leave them in your binder, and that's your lead sheet. And you write notes at the bottom when you follow up with them if you follow up with them. Um, Chuck, yeah. how long did it take for you to realize that there's no such thing as a have-to-buy buyer and that there always will be have-to-sell sellers? When you had that breakthrough, how big of a deal was that to you? That was a huge deal, and I learned that from you by listening to your podcast. I started listening to you three years prior to becoming a personal coaching client. And um, so – that was huge um, because in my mind, I was thinking, okay, how much should I be focusing on buyers and how much should I be focusing on listings? I had, for the most part, figured out that listings were the way to go. I mean, I was focused on listings, but not to the point where I am now where I have totally come to the realization that that is the best way to practice real estate. It's the cornerstone of the business. You have all the control. You have make all the money. You've got all the leverage. And you've got time for your to do things in life. So, so one thing that I hear a lot of is agents that are saying, yep, I'm working on my big team, and we're getting our big team together, and we're getting this thing organized, and I'm hiring these people to work for me in my team so that I can have more time so that I can eventually, I can kind of kick back, go to my son's baseball game, be on vacation, and just let my team handle it. That is blows me away. It blows me away because if you think somebody else is going to do your job better than you'll do it, you're wrong. And see, I learned that before I ever got in the real estate business. I was in my family business, and I would – manage 14 people at the time and I did that for 20 years and I learned then that if when I got in real estate I didn't want I didn't want a huge crowd of a team around me because they're not they're not going to do it like me and there's no such thing as being able to kick back somewhere on a beach while your team handles everything for you you know so if you want that if you want to have that extra free time focus on listings have one or two assistants, focus on listings, and that's where you'll get your leverage and your time, and I'll be able to go to dance with my daughters and hang out with my family on vacation. You know, that's where you, you, you get to you see one thing that hit me between the eyes was I was on vacation with my family, and I had like three listings sell while I was on the beach somewhere, and these agents were selling them for me 
And I'm I'm thinking this is what this is where it's at. I mean, you know, this is this is great. I don't need a big team to do this. So, well, so here's an interesting thought, bro. It does. But here's here's the here's the tact, here's the drill down, guys. And if you have not purchased our book, uh, Harris Rules, you definitely want to get that. It's for sale on Amazon. It's also for sale in Barnes and Noble, though I understand they sold out in some locations. It's for sale in pretty much. You know, we've seen it in airport uh, bookshelves. But here's the thing. Get that book, first of all. Uh, there is no such thing, and there never will be a such thing as a buyer that has to buy. So if you're focusing your business, and I know a lot of you that have come into the market in this world of you know, post-real estate apocalypse, you're, you, essentially you've been raised believing that you have to buy buyer leads and chase buyers, and listings are something that are you know, mythical that you have to you know, you put in your time before you're allowed to be a list. No, that's, none of that stuff's true. You can be a listing agent as soon as you get out of the gates as long as you're willing to put in the effort and learn skills. But here's what I want you guys to remember. There never is, never has been a buyer that has to buy because a buyer can always rent. A buyer can always rent. There's no set. Oh, That's hey, right. what about a 1031? Dude can pay his taxes. He doesn't have to freaking buy something. There are lots of examples of sellers that have to sell. Once you get really clear about that, then you're going to have start lacing the thoughts together of why would I ever want to focus on working with people that aren't actually motivated enough to actually have to transact. And some of you have experienced the hardship of having buyer-focused businesses. As soon as the interest rates change, buyers get scared. As soon as there's some political turmoil, buyers get scared. As soon as there's a, you know, a winter storm someplace, buyers get scared. As soon as there's a hurricane, da, 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 they make tons of ex- – but there are always sellers that have to sell. There are always sellers that have to sell, you know, and they present themselves as, I have to sell this property. I'm real kidding. I can't afford two houses. Uh, you know, we can't afford it for other, you know, financial reasons. We have tax problems. We have this, the other thing. Life happens. You know, I inherited this property. There's a, all kinds of reasons. There's literally dozens of reasons why sellers have to sell houses. There's not a single reason why a buyer has to buy a house. If you guys get clear about that in your head, you will realize the insanity of buying buyer leads. If you want buyer leads, all you've got to do is list a few houses, and then you've got to beat the buyers off with a stick. Why more agents haven't had that little light bulb go off in their head is beyond me. It's because you guys are fearful of the sense of having to learn sales skills. Working with buyers is a social exchange. It's what Julie calls physical labor because you're out there showing houses. Working with sellers is mental labor. You have to know what to say and how to say it. You actually have to have a skill set. You have to know how to answer questions. You have to get beyond your own bullshit about fear of rejection. And once you do that, guys, you can set yourselves financially free. Chuck didn't say this, but he is a multimillionaire from selling real estate. He's only started in 2011. How many of you even have the thought that you could actually create that in such a relatively short period of time, and he does it from being a listing agent? These are the types of thoughts that you might want to embrace immediately before the market meaningfully changes. So, Chuck, as we round the bend, I have a question for you. This is about coaching. I did know you listened to the podcast for that amount of time before you decided to join coaching, but I'm sort of curious, why did you take three years of listening to the podcast before you decided to hire me as your personal coach? Why did you wait, Mr. Procrastinator? I didn't think I needed it. Ah, talk about that. Did you? Well, you know, again, yeah, absolutely I did. I'm going to tell you why I did is because you have have exposed me to – things and ideas and people that I would have never been exposed to if I hadn't have met you, if I hadn't have taken the leap to hire you as my personal coach. 
for instance, EXP. I mean, how much of an amazing experience is that? Has that been and it will be for me because I linked up with you, okay? And that helped me, helped push me over the edge to join EXP. And not only that, and something we haven't talked about, is that I joined EXP. I went out and rented an office. I needed a small office for me and my assistant. And I went and told my broker, I said, listen, I'm leaving. I said, I know I'm an owner here, and but I can go to EXP and I can make more money with EXP even being an owner here. And he said, well, tell me about EXP. And I explained to him the model. And within a week, he had switched our entire brokerage. And we've got a brokerage of 33 agents. And we've been in business in Wilson for 60 years. And we've led the market in sales, dominated the market in our community for years. And he made the switch in a week. So if that doesn't tell you that EXP is the real deal and the answer, I don't think anything does. I mean, you've got a guy here who was doing great, owned a company, um, was selling 160-plus houses a year. I switched, and then a brokerage that's been in business for 60 years made the change within a week. I mean, but, Tim, you were a catalyst in that. And you helped with the conversations and helped with the, the whole process of, of converting that. And so I would have never had that opportunity if I hadn't hooked up with you, if I hadn't become your coaching client. So um, I didn't think I needed it, but look at how badly I needed it. So Well, I appreciate that. I really do. But the, the, here's the other thing that's interesting about you is when – I remember the first time you and I spoke – and you were kind of rattling off some scripts that you had heard from the podcast, you had them about 75%, maybe 50% right. But listening to you talk, it was obvious that you were a podcast listener, which made me immediately love you. <laughs> but beyond that, <laughs> it, was, it was fascinating when we started role-playing. Um, and I told you this. When we started role-playing scripts, and you were definitely, you're definitely good, but you weren't great. There's no doubt that you have tons of room for improvement, but how many people, <coughs> excuse me, how many people, listeners, at his level, he was king of the mountain in Wilson, North Carolina, how many people at his level are willing to humble themselves and say, listen, even though I am in my community king of the mountain, I know I can be better. That, to me, is a, right. an exceptional character. That's a rare person, but all of you guys need to, it, me too, all of us, we need to constantly keep ourselves in check because our egos want us to be complacent. Our egos want us to say no. Our egos want us to say, oh, like, I, how many of you right now are listening saying, oh, here goes Harris again, talking about EXP. Damn right I'm talking about EXP. Yeah. Why aren't you listening? Why aren't you paying yeah. attention? Guys, listen, it's the easiest thing ever. Just text the word. It takes two seconds. You can watch Chuck's video on your mobile phones. There's 91% of you listen on mobiles. Text the word Chuck. C-H-U-C-K to 31996. Just go ahead and do that now. Text the word Chuck to 31996. Watch the seven-minute video. And I have a feeling Mr. Williamson will be personally calling you back, and he'll be answering any questions and having conversations with all of you. Please, guys, take this seriously. What, I, what drives me uh, right now is knowing what's coming. 
And if you guys can position yourselves, brokers, you especially, you know what I'm saying is true. Oh, the reason that all these brokerages across the country are joining EXP is because they're running tiny margins in their business, and they know a couple, maybe two or three crappy months, they're out of business. So listen, brokers, you've got to be taking this seriously. Go ahead and text the word CHUCK to 31996 and get the conversation started. You're going to find out. Look, it's totally painless. There's no obligation. No one's going to know. You, you know, this. You can just go at your own pace, but do at least take this tiny, tiny bit of time and text the word CHUCK to 31996. And when you do, guys, I have a feeling, you know, as someone once said, and it's so true, once you see it, once you just even mildly conceptualize what uh, Glenn has created with uh, EXP, once you see how killer of it is of a real estate brokerage and all the benefits that an agent gets, let alone a broker gets, you can't unsee it. And it, and it possesses you because you realize you've come across one of those once-in-a-lifetime business things that is like, why didn't I think of that, right? You know, that is, it's, so, it's so brilliant. It's like whoever thought of like, you know, simple things like let's stream videos over the Internet or Jeff Bezos, who's now the world's richest man. Let's make an Amazon you know, book, uh, original bookstore and let's sell everything over the Internet. When you see these types of things when they originally started, I remember when Amazon originally started, I remember thinking, uh, books? Who buys books? I mean, really selling – and then what was it? Five years later, he's selling everything online. You know, how about this? When, someone, when they started selling videos that you could stream and it was like, oh, it's so painfully slow. Nobody's going to sit around and download a video. And then what was it? 24 months later, basically homes were, you know, had vastly superior broadband downloading speeds. And now everybody downloads and nobody – video stores are out of business. That's what's happening to our industry. Our industry is in a massive stage of disruption, and this is the final stage of disruption. This is the end of the road for the big box franchises, because, not because they're not great, honorable people who have run great, honorable businesses. Please don't misunderstand. It's not because they're not smart, great business people. Please don't misunderstand. It's just because that business model has come to an end. It's coming to an end, or it, in some markets, it's over. Because EXP and the concept that they put together is so much superior. Agents are flocking to EXP. Brokers, agents, everyone, please take this seriously. That's your homework. Just simply text the word CHUCK to 31996 and watch this seven-minute video. See if it's right for you. It is or it isn't. It's a good start, right? What's the, what's the you know, don't drive by that FISBO. You heard CHUCK, right? All you got to do is text the word CHUCK to 31996. So, CHUCK, anything else you'd like to say to everyone listening? I personally would like... To personally thank you for, A, being a coaching client, um, and, B, uh, being an inspiration for so many agents to the point where they wanted me to have you back. Thanks for being willing to expose yourself and answer questions truthfully and uh, not puff yourself up and not make this about Chuck and your ego by you know, seriously trying to contribute to helping other agents on the, you know, listen and globally now. Is there anything else you'd like to say to them as we round the bend on today's show? Man, I'm just thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be a part of such a great business. Real estate's been such a blessing for me, and I'm sure so many people here. Why not make it even more of a blessing? Align yourself with EXP just like I did. I've done all the research for you. I mean, this thing, it's the answer. And um, I'm just thankful to be here, man. And I'm so excited to see what EXP is going to do for agents, and the service that people like myself are going to be able to provide to other agents by sharing this with them, that's a huge thing for me is just, I mean, I feel like 
not sharing EXP is almost irresponsible because it's such a great model. I mean, retirement plan, I mean, stock and revenue share and that kind of thing. I mean, I just think it's the way to go. So glad to be here. So, well, I'm glad you're here as well. So, Chuck, on behalf of all of our listeners, um, yeah, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for your leadership in the industry. Um, And everyone who's interested in talking directly with Chuck, maybe you related to his story, maybe you're from a town like he's from, yeah, reach out to him. He's wanting to talk with you. Uh, Chuck, your cell phone number is 25 – go ahead, just say the whole thing. 252-205-6161. Six one four six two five two two zero five six one four six, and don't forget to text the word Chuck at three one nine nine six. All right, fantastic! You guys have a great day. Um, listen to the podcast anytime and replay. It's over on Stitcher. It's on iTunes. Um, you can go to timandjulieharris.com. Chuck Williamson, thank you very much for being such a leader in the industry, and thank you for allowing me the honor of being your coach. Everyone else, you know what your homework is. God bless, Chuck. Thanks, man. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. Thank you.